Where, oh, oh, and there it is. Live. We're live. Here we are. Week seven. It's just so abrupt. I'm still and dancing, Jeffrey. I just got to say, you know, I know you guys can't see me, but I still got the shoulder wrap going. I'm snapping my fingers, you know. I swear, I'm going to have to, like, fire our hired help that has not changed that damn thing. So I help. just. Oh, Wait, isn't so... our hired help you? Oh, oh, that's right. I <laughs> uh, guess I'm fired. That and then one day I will actually be on there. Yes, yes. It's only been it's only been a couple months. Sevens. Months yeah. of week months. seven because we love week seven. Yes, it's our favorite. Forever right. week seven. So who's here tonight? Week. Who do we got? Oh, okay. Well, hi, it's me, Jeffrey. I'm here. I'm back. I've returned from my adventures. Welcome back, my love. Yes, thank you, thank you. And then who who's to the left of you? Kristen, hi. How are you? And to the left of me is. Hi, that's Dana. (laughs) (laughs) And below Dana is me. Below me. Kelly. Kelly, yeah. And to the right of me, we have... That's me. Brian. Brian. It it helps when you say your name, bud. (laughs) I said, here I am. We have five it's me's. (laughs) They know my voice. Yes, all of our followers. So how is everybody? Groovy pop, groovy. Peachy. I'm I'm adequate. It's kind of crazy. So for those of us with kids in school, Mm. we're wrapping up. When's your kids' last day of school, Dana? They're done. They're done? Really? Yeah. Oh, we go to Wednesday. So it's just, you know, the transition is a little crazy. Happy belated dad's day for our three dads. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Happy Thank Father's you. Day. Yeah. Two, three phenomenal dads. My kids didn't remember until today. Well, they then have your Father's Day. Do, but do today. they really have a calendar? They don't. Uh, yes, actually, yes. Yes, they oh, do. Okay. <laughs> it's up on the wall. Orin. I don't like that stuff. What do I do? He stayed up late the night before Father's Day and made me a super sweet card. It was very nice. He wrote in it and everything. He was a good boy. Aw, that's nice. So how was your Father's Day? What did you do? It was fine. I mean, uh, I fixed my motorcycle and then went to the car show at the lake and then made hot dogs. I mean, it's a pretty stereotypical Father's Day. Do they do that car show every year or is that just this year? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's every year. Really? Yeah. For like now, a long Brian. Time. <laughs> My yeah, favorite part is going to see all the people without their teeth in. Oh, my yeah. God. There's so it many happens. people without teeth. It's like, hey, look at this. I spent $50,000 on my car. Didn't get to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just wow. to be clear, car show equals teeth optional. Oh, yeah. If you're a dentist <laughs> and you're walking through there, you're either going to have an anxiety attack or make a boatload of money. There you go. Or sell candy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, no, the damage is done there. 
<laughs> Brian, are one of you, have you guys divided up? Like, is one of you going to take Mother's Day and one of you take Father's Day? Or are you both going to take Father's Day? I think you should both take Mother's Day and Father's Day. <laughs> well, we, one of us is, well, I'm going to take Mother's Day. I'm gonna, it's going to be Papa's Day. And then Joe takes Father's Day. Because we don't really share. We don't like to share. I, I didn't think you would. <laughs> so I, I knew there had to be some fuckery in there somewhere. Yeah, you well, we're going to start. We're gonna, where's, where's the bell, bitch? Where's the bell? You ain't got the bell, tough shit. <laughs> oh, snap. Ooh, he's fresh Dang tonight, good. kids. Spicy. Spicy. Well, we had a fun weekend. We went camping. Yeah, and it looks like I saw some pictures. It looks fancy. I'm sorry, you said fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We, we camping went in the woods or yeah, camping at, like, you know, the sheriff? Spa. No, no, no. Camping in a tent in the woods. And we got there kind of late on Friday night. Well, first of all, we dropped Branson off at a birthday party on Friday. So he was gone for the whole weekend. And he was loving life. He had a total boys weekend of riding ATVs and bonfires and eating cheeseburgers and all kinds of stuff. So that is a good boy weekend. It was for him. He was he was loving it. Mm. And then and Andy, Anna and I went camping and we arrived pretty much as dark was setting. So we set up the tent and it was definitely on a hill. And then there were what <laughs> felt like forty or fifty mile an hour winds. And we didn't realize we set up the tent under a tree. So the whole thing was moving. And then we could see the shadows of the oh tree branches, God. like, above us. And you then, know how, like, every serial killer documentary starts, right? No, like, pretty <laughs> much. Like, it, we should have had a camera crew on site because not only What's that, there was... Today on Dateline. <laughs> there was a 2% chance of rain that translated into a hundred percent rain like so it just started raining and he's like i had the best night of sleep ever except for that moment when the water dripped on my head <laughs> oh my god yes and i didn't sleep at all the first night because i didn't really i wasn't familiar with the campgrounds enough to know where the bathroom was and it was raining so i just like laid there uncomfortable having to pee for like six hours Oh, that's the beauty of camping, uh, though. Everything's your bathroom. Well, it is, but not Everything. pouring rain, because I didn't really want to bring mud back into the tent, so. I mean, but, you could have just went and stayed at, like, a you know, a three-star hotel. No, it was fun. It actually was. It was a lot of fun. Um, we went to a graduation party on Saturday, and then we went back to the campsite, and we all slept like the dead on Saturday, and it was awesome. So Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you went camping and had an event to go to. Yeah. How did you do your hair? What? What? Why? What? Have you ever known me to do my hair? She has short hair. Now, if it was like I, my well, I hair, understand, but you still got to get ready. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little thing. We fibbed a little bit on the camping. We did go camping, but we cut some corners. So we drove over to Andy's parents' house to shower before the party. Oh, thank God. You, you really oh, hit me. God. I'm like, there's no way this bitch got ready to go campground. No, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way in hell. I'm like, I don't know who you think you're fooling, bitch, but it wasn't me. No, no, full disclosure. No, we just, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, See? drove mm -mm. 10 minutes yeah. down the road and took a shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Trifling, so, yeah. Bitch. And then on the way home, we stopped off at one of the Erie Canal parks and rode bikes, which was super cool. <laughs> 
guys are so outdoorsies and shit. <laughs> That's lovely. That's the stuff yeah. I like to do. I know, Dana. I keep thinking, fun. like, Dana would love this. You got, you, you know, bring the boys, whatever. It would have been great. We got to do that again. So, yeah. fun, awesome, wonderful dad's weekend. Yeah, we had a great time. Cool. Yeah. Anyone else have a Father's Day story to share? Yeah, Brian. Did you get puked on or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we uh, we we went to. Well, Joe had to work yesterday, so. We just went to breakfast with my dad. And then, oh, hey. Uh, Sorry. I have a question. I, this is just I, just because of the holiday and all. Um, Kelly, did your was your office open today? It was. And oh. I know Cuga County was too. And yeah. I, I have, have had a lot of questions about that, actually. People are like, yeah. how do you opt out of a federal holiday? Yeah. How, how does that work? Because I still don't quite understand it myself. I don't know why, whether... I, why I, I would you know. opt out? Because well, they're I, racist. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I mean, it's I, just... I they're, not, they're not not racist. I think it's more ignorance or unawareness. Um, let's, it's yeah. the, the, the first federal black holiday that's like really celebrating Find black into culture. The, yeah. And and, and, the and, and they're not closing yeah. the, the, the county how, buildings? For what how about, long have we be, been behind the times, Jeff? Well, yeah, like, I mean, how, how long is it taken to get, like, Martin Luther King Day off, you know? Like, right, but that's not, know. you know what I mean? That's Martin Luther King Day is not really celebrating black culture, right? Like, oh. it's kind of a different thing. I think oh, like, this is, day, Juneteenth is really the first, like, to celebrate. Well, it's, you know? isn't it? I mean, it, it's kind of celebrating like white people saying, like, hey, we're not going to. Well, we've Columbus anymore. Day. Yeah. Genocide Day. Hi. Right? Hi. So we yeah. all, everybody gets the banks are closed. Yeah. Uh, I, so Andy had the day off. He's a state employee and he had the day off. I did not. Dana did not. Um, yeah. Were the banks closed? Yeah. yeah, and so was the post office, and yeah, so okay. I, it's just, I I don't have an answer for that. I was, I don't know. Jeffrey mm-hmm. told me the answer. Right, racism. They don't care. They're, they don't care. They don't care. Well, I will say there's this, Jeffrey, and this is not in defense of the matter at all, but it does become a little bit more complicated when you have union contracts involved and things have to be negotiated. And all I'm saying is I don't think um, this is the sad part. It didn't rise to the level of importance for the decision makers to be proactive and negotiate this out. They should have done this a long time ago. Absolutely. It should have been handled. Like, so I think what, what well, I when they get a lawsuit slapped on them by you know their African American employees, well, be like, what is you, wrong? You'd have to find one first. You'd have to. There'd have to oh, be well, one. There'd there'd there's your next one. problem. Right. So that's yeah. Unfortunately, that's what we're dealing. It's with. Even more horrific. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. So there's that. Wow. Actually, I know quite a few that work for Cuba County in, in different departments. Of all different races, actually. Okay, yes. I don't. In, in, in children's services. There's people of different. There's different races. There's all white people. I didn't. I didn't know you. I didn't know you could opt out of a federal holiday. 
It's pretty it's not disgusting. That they didn't opt out. It's that it's they, just, didn't they didn't have opt the, in. They didn't have their junk together in time to actually get it pushed through and have it negotiated. You no, know, I, I guess contracts. I guess what I'm saying is when the federal government writes that into law, I didn't think you had an option. No, but it like also does. It is like if you, which is I know this is like tedium, but when you have a union workforce, everything related to their employment goes through a union contract, and everything yeah, is negotiated, yeah, yeah. including the days off, the compensation, all of that. I know some yeah. places what they did is, um, like, there's actually some holidays Andy doesn't have off working for the state, but what they did is they added a floating holiday to his compensation right. bank and i think that's what some of the counties um were doing or were discussing doing so it's just it's just sad that it, it didn't happen in real time and it should have and you know it is what it is right now i just hmm. i don't think there's any excuse i don't care contract bullshit whatever oh i'm no not saying that's excuse. an excuse i'm just saying right no i know you're not. It's an, those, it's an things. yes yeah it's still screwed up and needs Just to be addressed. Not a good enough one. So yeah, are we no. doing our emojis? Are we checking in? Yeah, God. let's do it. Well, wait, I should have given Jeffrey a little heads up so you can find the, the thing. Find the thing. <laughs> Surprise. Put it anywhere you want. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> So let's check in. How do you feel today on a scale of 1 to 11? Dana, let's start with you. Let's start with me. Um, let's see. I'm probably a 1 and a 6. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm probably a pretty solid 1 and 6. I mean, I'm a little sleepy, but I'm in a generally good mood. Nice, nice. And Jeffrey? Uh, I, I think I'm gonna go with Dana's answer. One and six. I could fall asleep right now, but I, I'm pretty good. We got a lot of things in the cooker coming up, and uh, it's exciting times. Nice. We do need to find like an excited emoji. That would be good to add. Like hopeful, excited, yay, life beyond just happy. Five could be excited. Also, uh, or, you know, getting hide. getting ready to stick something in your mouth. Whatever. In your skirt. <laughs> It could go for many things. Five is versatile. Let's Seems like, like a really good bedroom. time to jump yeah. to Kristen. Kristen, could you please save us from this moment? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I am currently an eight if my dogs do not settle down because they're being so naughty right now. Um, I'm a six because I had to get up uh, very early and worked from 5 a.m. until almost four. Uh, oh. Yeah, but my husband, because he's so very sweet, Decided to wake me up at like 2.55, which is my normal time to wake up if I'm working at 4.15 in the morning. But I didn't have to work until 5. Oh, so you lost a solid hour of sleep, huh? Solid hour. Oh, definitely no, no. A six. That can make the difference. It really can. It really, it most certainly can. So I'm like hovering between a, like a 1 and an 11. Like, like you're delirious? Yes, exactly. Like uh -huh. everything's funny because you're punch drunk? It, you got it. Bing, bing, yeah. bing. Yeah. And Brian, where are we at? Um, I'm, a, I'm definitely a one. I also got the COVID six. Um, I don't think uh, that's about it. Well, I was crying the other day because one of my dogs ate my chicken. Oh, 
You're talking, you're chicken, and like, it made you cry? Like off your my plate? No, no, my favorite like chicken. No, my. Yeah, we have, oh, we have two chickens. Well, we have five chickens now. Okay, wait a minute. We got to take that fucking thing down for a minute. Excuse me. Excuse me. We got to back this motherfucker up for a minute. You're telling me one of your little Pomeranian-looking fucking punch-drunk dogs ate a chicken? Yeah. Well, it's a baby. It was only five weeks old. It's a baby chicken. I I was cleaning out their cage and Sylvester, that's his name, like the fly up on the the dog or no, the chicken? The chickens, all my chickens are named after uh, drag queens. Okay, and so, so, one, so Sylvester's Sylvester the oldest the chicken. drag queen. Oh, go ahead and say the names of these chickens. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Well, Sylvester could have been a cat, too, because, you know. Yeah. All right. So, so well, yeah. anyways. Could we have so, the names? Oh, Sylvester, Bianca, Trixie. R.I.P. Sylvester. Jinx, RuPaul, and Lady Bunny. <laughs> so Sylvester proofs. So Sylvester got So anyway, so I was cleaning out their cage and all of a sudden like <laughs> Sylvester tried to fly up onto my shoulder because he likes to perch on my shoulder. And then he flew off and I thought he flew back onto the top of the cage because there was now two birds on top of the cage. And so I put them back into the cage really quick and I thought I counted six and so I closed it, locked it, went back in the house. And I'm like about 15 minutes later, I'm calling the dogs, and one of my dogs would not move from the back fence. And so the other dogs came in, and I got my shoes on and went out. <clears throat> and I I about died. His little Because <laughs> they all have their little anklet bracelets on, bitch. I was, I was just all... I, I want to kill that fucking dog. So what was left of the chicken? Well, he ate all the feathers. He was just about to get into the meat when I... Got him. So, so I I called my husband to come back to the house because I was so distraught, and he had to bury the chicken. Oh no! Did you have was, a service? I had to call. I called my mom and everything. I'm like, yeah, but did you have a service? My, 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 my mom's so mad at fact. She's like, she goes, "Well, that's just the animal kingdom." I'm that's like, I hate the animal. Kingdom. Oh, sis. Jeffrey's peeing his pants. He's peeing his pants. Sounds kind of like a chicken. That's how chickens mourn. I'm so sorry, but what the fuck is what you get for having all those fucking dogs? (laughs) Apparently, you don't feed them enough either. I can't. I can't. Did did Celeste look like the dog that? Got him? Oh god, yeah. Were they yeah, the, the same size? No, no, no. They're they're only five weeks old, so they're like about the, as big as a softball. Well, he was five weeks old. Yeah, he was. No short flight. Oh, that poor thing! I felt so bad. I'm sorry. I'm brought some all, peace. All joking you. aside, because I'm not Jeffrey and freaking psychotic, I <laughs> had a very strong emotional reaction as well. I mean, Jeffrey's having a strong emotional reaction. But not <laughs> That's why he didn't call me. He knew better. Oh, no sympathy there. Holy cow. I'm sorry. It was Brian. seriously like I saw, you know, you see the head and then the legs like disconnected with the little bracelet on it. And I was oh, like, oh my. No. And I said, and I. <laughs> I looked at him, I'm like, you're a murderer. I'm in the backyard yelling, <laughs> you murderer. 
My neighbor's probably think I'm dead. Jeffrey, let it go. Just let us see it. <laughs> I love your shaming the dog. <laughs> you murdering bitch. Jeffrey is in tears. Like, they're streaming. They're staining his shirt. Oh, my God. He's going to have a stroke. Or Snot's going to hit the screen in a minute. I'm thinking oh, we're yeah. just going to have a snot wad oh, on Jeffrey's he camera. Himself. He muted himself. Anyways, I'm down to five. So. Oh, God. He muted himself. He had to. Look at him. He's dying. It's oh, not good. Die. <laughs> oh, Go man. Clean up an aisle 11. Jeffrey's going to swallow his tongue. Shit. Somebody help him. <laughs> you ain't getting no eggs, bitch. Oh, oh man. Right. <laughs> no eggs for you. His kids aren't going to help him. They're just going to be like, Daddy's on the floor. And they'll just start putting Legos in his mouth. <laughs> Steal his iPad and yeah. into it. I just bought $700 worth of apps on Amazon. <laughs> Walmart will deliver, right? <laughs> That's a you fucking thing. asshole wouldn't get the address, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> and the award goes to Brian for totally messing up Jeffrey oh, shit this week. Jeffrey is now. I don't know. Look at him. That's therapeutic, though. How did, it, it is. You had a laugh like that, Jeffrey. Come on. It's That's a good a release. Good yeah. I mean, it's a sick reason, but. Re-upping his dopamine. Yeah, that's I, I was gonna teach him how to play the piano, like the one in Golden Girls. You know, uh, remember that? Jeffrey episode? or the chicken? The chicken. No, the chicken. I don't, I don't remember Re that episode. Yeah, Sophia accidentally cooks the chicken because she saw it in the garage, and Rose was watching it for her friend. I think it was called Henrietta or something. <laughs> Oh, Look at Jeffrey. Now he's just he's laughing. Dying. He's like, I love the Golden Girl so much. <laughs> I actually think he's having a proper seizure. I'm not really sure what's a happening there. It's a he's good. He's, he's composed himself now. He's fine. He's a professional. He's good. Now he's good. Now, now, as soon as he gets himself settled down, Brian's going to tell the next story about how the gerbil died. Oh, I don't have none of those. <laughs> We're not those kind of gays, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh -huh. We just lost all our viewership. Like, it's gone. Uh, it's, it's amazing. All I asked was how, how this was this the greatest show? The whole question started. I think <laughs> I've ever done in 12 years. So I guess we can close it down because, you know, how do you top that? You don't. Dead chickens. My chicken. It's a sad day. We're so I don't know how we move on from this. I what would have been better is if the dog's name was Tweety. Yes. <laughs> that would have Which dog? Bastion, the fat one. Of course. My was. little fat meatball. Well, I don't know if he was the Why only one. He's, the, the, dog. he's well, the one that got caught. You wait until <laughs> those, those chickens get full size. They'll avenge their fallen brother. 
I'm just wondering what happened to the feather. Bastard is going to get pecked to death. Listen, listen, it'll be the greatest show ever, okay? If you call me and tell me that the chickens killed the dog, dude, you know I'm going to freaking, I will die. I will have a heart attack. But you'll die happy. Yes, yes, I will. It'll be worth it, man. I will just have a stroke. Right then, it'll be over. Next thing I knew, the dogs were all dressed like gladiators, but then the chickens didn't care. Well, I was I was really torn because that dog was born in our house. Like I was there when he was born, so I'm like, I really love you, but I'm really pissed at you right now. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. That's what my mom were, always used to say. They were actually born in our bed, under the oh. covers. No, get this shit. And the ma and Meg. She had three, no, she had four puppies. The last one died. She had four puppies and not one drop of anything on our bed. I don't know how she did it. That's what you think. She must have ate it as it it. came out. As it came out. Yeah. (laughs) Called the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. It's okay. We had a friend of ours that ate her placenta. She put it in a pill. We did? Yeah, no name. <laughs> like we did. I don't. I, well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Wait. I wait, couldn't imagine. Um. Would wait be. a minute. I did that. I still have those pills, by the way. Yeah, my freezer has some kind of broth in it. So. Well. Placenta broth. I have placenta, placenta pills because wait, they're hold, supposed hold to help when. <laughs> How does it get into a... this, this girl? You hired her. I couldn't have kids. You want to come over for soup? No, thank you. <laughs> Beefy. It's a soup and a pill? No, so you hire somebody. So it's kind of like a drug deal. You hire somebody who shows up in a parking lot at the at yeah. the hospital and you, <laughs> you hand them off with right. a cooler. You and give so them you're... a cooler of your organs. No. And we yeah. had we had you a girl a that looked like yeah this girl came to our house and she looked like she just came from a grassroots festival like she was wearing this like tie-dyed hippie skirt thing and had dreadlocks and everything and she just made herself at home in the kitchen and started cooking up human see i i never got to see the person who did the thing i just know that they picked it up in a cooler at the hospital and then when I was ready to leave the hospital, we had to swing by her house, and there was a package on the doorstep, and there were placenta pills in it. I mean, I don't. I hope they were mine. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even think about how uh, we ended up this way. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I would have done that, even if I could have had children. Well, so anyway, they oh, say Kristen. it helps with menopause, like that, because there's such nutrients in the placenta, which is what keeps your baby healthy and alive while it's in the womb. That ingesting those later in life will help with menopause symptoms. I don't know. I was pregnant. Yeah. You do weird shit when you're pregnant. How many of right? those pills you got? How many of the pills? Yeah. I didn't count them, Jeffrey. They're in a closet downstairs. Okay, I've got to remember that next time I come back. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, how long would they stay good for? Well, I mean, they're all freeze-dried and ground up. We'll find out in a few months. Oh, they freeze-dried. Oh, oh, because you're going to come by and steal them? Yeah, I might try a placenta pill, see if it does anything for the skin. I might try a placenta pill. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Listen, I've been perimenopausal (laughs) for like two full years. I've been perimenopausal. 
You want to try a placenta pill? No. I'll ship you some. No. Just <laughs> offer them out like candy. No, thank you. <laughs> Look at Jaina. Jaina, it might regrow our hair. I was here for it all. No, yeah, he's so been through do? the experience. What do you do with the soup kind? I was holding up Crystal's leg. <laughs> what do you do with the soup kind? I don't oh know. God. It's like a haunted Tupperware thing out in the freezer. It's like, kids, don't touch that. Just get a popsicle. <laughs> it's next to the popsicles? <laughs> Grab a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Every Mother's Day, we have a spoonful. <laughs> a spoonful of mommy helps a, a spoonful of placenta. <laughs> What is happening? Oh my god! Yeah, we got derailed. Everything from chicken massacre to placenta ingestion. I think I need to go have more therapy done. It's all nature. Yeah, (laughs) why don't you tell us about your therapy? Because that you know that might get us off the topic. Look, there you go. I had more therapy. Why can't I show you? Try the other angle. Turn your arm the other way. Oh, yeah, you know, you can't yeah, do that. No, no, that's just your armpit. Okay, never mind. There we go. That kind of does it. Yay. Yeah, your it, Facebook posts were, did it much better there you go. justice, but that's awesome. That's pretty. Thank you. So the How long did that take? Studio, this, um, like an hour and... Really? Maybe like an hour and a half. Wow, they're fast. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she's really fast. But the tattoo studio I go to is a black queer-owned tattoo studio called Push Tattoos in Wilmington, Delaware. And um, they were having a flash sale. uh, Flutes and flutes. That it would be fruits and flowers mixed together. um, On the Strawberry Moon for P-Flag, which is a um, LGBTQIA... Huh? Nothing. An LGBTQIA charity for uh, the youth who are kicked out of their homes and what have you. And um, 25% of the proceeds were going to them. (laughs) And so I gave her like five choices and I said, pick whatever you want and pick whatever colors and pick where you want it. So that's what I did. I feel like I do the same thing with a haircut, which is far more temporary than what you just did. But seriously, how many times have I walked into the salon and said, I like all of these looks. Figure out which one might work for me. You're the artist. You know. I don't know. How many tattoos do you have? Are you happy with it? I love it because it's for my nephew and my nieces. I have a nephew who is gay, a niece who is bi, and a niece who is pan. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten or eleven. Wow. Something You're like that. You're just like a bag of fucking Skittles all over your body, ain't you? I am. It just mm-hmm. came out. I only got one. <laughs> it's my therapy. I like it's that. My, I call it oh. my therapy. Oh, I know the tattoos are, but I'm talking about the bi, the pan, and the gays, honey. You just got the whole rainbow all over there. I do have the whole wow. rainbow. I love my I love my little rainbow babies. I love my little kids. And now I have my little my little uh coffee house kids. And I'm all I'm old enough to be all their mom. So they're they're all my little kids. <laughs> do they just come and hang at the coffee shop? 
they do come and hang at they do hang at the coffee shop and they are all my kids that's awesome so Oop, there's fireworks yeah. going off here oh my gosh the neighbors are seriously doing fireworks i'll mute myself when not talking my dog will go i'm taking fire my dog will go absolutely we had that yesterday benny was not happy so well branson went to that birthday party and it was definitely in, in the country and he comes home with some little handmade firecracker thing he's like mom can we set that off i'm like could you just take that out of the house and don't touch it can you not with gunpowder <laughs> no seriously it was like well, that's a different kid's gift to take home here it's like, it like some here's a gun little kid, kid. He was exactly, that, I think he was, said it. He's like, it's a cherry bomb or something like was that. Was that birthday like, party in Moravia? <laughs> yes. Okay. That sounds like some shit we grew up with. That all lines up. Yeah, really. yeah. No, the, it was a great party, a great time. They had a lot of fun, but I was just like, oh, I've never given fireworks to a child as a parting gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Eddie, especially so, out there <laughs> we're 33 minutes in we haven't even remotely touched the topic and i almost don't want to because what what else might come up here well so we're gonna find out well we got, we got <laughs> things about how we ended up this way yeah we sure do oh my god all right so quick question with fourth of july around the corner did anybody did, how do you feel about fireworks first of all and did you sure. and did you shoot them off like at a party or do you avoid those scenes? I I loathe them with every fiber of my being since we got Benny. Okay, he is so petrified of them. He will crawl up my neck and and he is fifty five pounds of puppy and he is petrified. I've never seen a dog so frightened in my life. Dana, how do you feel about fireworks? I think they're pretty. I don't mind them. I'm not gonna like sit. I'm not gonna like go to the lake and like set up camp like ten hours in advance so I can get like a front row seat or anything. But I don't know. I'll drive down the road and like park on a hill and watch them. See, nice. I yeah. I had an anxiety attack years ago. Kristen would know the location. It was in the village of East Aurora in the park down there, mm-hmm. and it got very loud. It was my first proper anxiety attack. I've had anxiety, but this was a full-blown panic attack where I couldn't get out. And all the streets were blocked off, you know, with the police and the, you know, barricades and everything. And I couldn't get out of there. And there were all these trees and the fireworks and I couldn't breathe. And ever since then, I only enjoyed them at a distance. So actually, the one awesome thing about COVID was last 4th of July when they didn't have the fireworks at Emerson Park. I took the kids down there and we went out on the pier and all the rich people who had parties on the lake had their own private fireworks shows. So we they were had, able to be in the park yeah, alone. They had good ones that year too. Oh like everybody gosh. around the perimeter, I think they yes. made up for the lack. Yep. It was like all these private shows in every direction that you looked, but there were no other people around. So it was my kind of firework experience. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, what about you? Uh, my grandparents lived by the lake as a little kid, so we could just kind of walk there. So it was always a thing for us. Uh, but now I could kind of take it or leave it. The kids like the show down here. We usually go out on the boat to watch them, but we, the neighbors, we have a big, huge field down in the middle of the circle. 
uh, and the neighbors put on a bigger display than the damn, uh, you know, city, right? Because the city, it's actually the fire chief that's in the neighborhood is the one that puts on the one for the, the, the city or the town. Uh, so same people, and we get to do it twice. So I don't like setting them off. I don't really like the kids touching them. Um, we used to do that with the family, and my cousin actually uh, blew his hand up. So it's just, you know, when you see that as a little kid, it's like, maybe not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm very, you know, I don't, I don't like shit like that. You know, I, I'm, I'm not really a risk taker. Brian, what about you? Um, I can take them or leave them probably. They don't really bother me, but I'm not going to be like, I have to go see the fireworks. Yeah. Like, but if they were, if I was, my mom lives on Lake Ave right by the lake, so. Sometimes you can see them from her house, so I don't know. I would I would never like Dana says I wouldn't go camp out for ten hours, but uh-uh. if you can see them from a little ways away, whatever. Yeah, I don't really I don't have like a want to like set them off either. Yeah, it's kind Kristen, of fun setting them off. Kristen, did you go see them as a kid? Yes, because my mom loved them. But our neighbors used to, our next door neighbors used to do a big show. And I always used to hide with our older dog underneath the bed. Oh. Mm. Because they hurt my ears. Because I've always had migraines since I was a little kid. So they always, I would always hide underneath the bed with him. Although I've always loved thunderstorms. I don't know why. I'm a weird kid. I don't, I'm weird. I don't know. That's all that bitch. Huh? What would you just call me? I said you're that bitch. You <laughs> that bitch. You're like my. You're like Caitlin. That's how she was, man. I had migraines, migraines, and and insomnia since I was little. So she came out screaming over fireworks. It was hysterical. So we blew them off right outside her window. All right, uh, my mother. My, <laughs> my mother but my mother Great. loves them. So, I mean, I always enjoy seeing them, but, uh, you know, around, starting about now, our, our we, and we live right by Walmart, like literally an eighth of a mile away, um, they start to sell them, like yeah. the little, like the little ones. That the you can, like, yeah. yeah. And every single night they'll start to set them off, probably in about the next 35 minutes it's until like annoying. two in the morning. That's not that drives me crazy. Yeah, that drives yeah. me crazy. And it's literally until like two in the morning every single day until they sell out of them. It's called the Fourth of July, not the month of June and July. No, it's just yeah. the entire month. Well, I don't like when they do them in residential neighborhoods. I mean, I remember no. as a kid, yeah. we went to—I don't remember the name of the park, Kristen. You might. It's like on Lake Erie. Um. They would have a huge freaking show, thousands of people, whatever. And they had that, like, like Buffalo Philharmonic would play there and everything. So we would oh, go and do that. Near our La- park? LaSalle Park. LaSalle oh, LaSalle Park. Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that was cool. Yeah, we always, like, went. Like, my parents, we, we used to have tickets to Art Park and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we was always to go up there. We had lawn seats at Art Park for years. So we always go up there. I mean, we loved it. My mother absolutely loves loves them. But yeah, ever since we got Benny and like literally from June through July, they set them off here all the time. 
Jacob, please stop ringing the bell. Sorry, Tuki keeps ringing the bell. Um, they will cut them off. And we live in like little, t there's like six or seven little neighborhoods around here. And you step outside and they're coming from all directions. So he has trazodone, 100 milligram trazodone. He takes higher dosages of trazodone than anybody else I know. Wow. <laughs> I just don't even know what to do with this. So, Dana, you actually had a topic for this week now that we're 40 minutes in. I did. Do you want to talk about, um, well, I had an idea. It was about acceptance and letting go of attachment and expectations. I think that's a really great topic. I'm not sure we can unpack it in 20 minutes, but let's see what we can do with that. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, let's start when we were kids. Like, when uh, oh. when we were oh. young adults and we had, like, we, we had like expectations and we had like an idea, like we thought uh, we had everything figured out and we were working towards our plan. And Mine did way before that. And then maybe that plan didn't work out. Like buying yeah. six chickens? Or, yeah, that's, his, that, that's adulthood, you know. Poor Sylvester. No, I, we're never going to get to your topic. We're just not. That'd be like the pain, the pain of. The pain of Lost. your broken expectations and losing things that you're attached to. So mine started before adulthood, like early childhood. Jeffrey, just like, yeah, he can't. He's losing it. I just heard a neat sound. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, it was <laughs> Sorry. It sounded like your chair turned into a tank. Oh, it was that arm falling back down. It, uh, my, I had a blanket wrapped around me, freezing. So, D Dana, not that you're an only child, but you're sort of an only child like me, and that, yeah. and like how old you were and being home alone, whatever. Only so, yeah. I had a lot of attachments to friendships and outcomes and wanting things to be a certain way, and constantly feeling disappointed, like. Uh. It was, there was a lot of anxiety as a kid around that for me, you know, of just not feeling like I had any control over anything. And I, I don't know, it just, it was really hard because there are a lot of things that I felt helpless over, but I hadn't learned how to cope with disappointment or um, expectations not being met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was probably the opposite, like. It, I was so far from having expectations met that the few that I did have, like the, the things that I was attached to were like um, certain toys or like, um, like certain routines that I, I got comfortable with that were kind of like my, that made me feel happy or satiated or some, in some way. Um, so I had, I was attached to those things and I had an expectation that I'd be able to keep doing them or like that I, 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 I would get hurt. And I'd be sad when I didn't get to follow through. Like, but the, for the most part, I didn't really have a lot of problem. Like I've always been highly reactive and adaptable. Like when things change and things don't really work out the way they're supposed to. Uh, I think I probably get sad a little bit, 
but I'm so used to that kind of like broken and letting it go situation that I really handle it great. <laughs> so you didn't come to that from a healthy experience. You came to that in a negative way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 I never formed that. expectations because I never had them met ever. So I, I don't, I don't have expectations. I don't get attached to ideas of the way things are going to be or the way I think the way I want things. I, I don't form those forward thinking situations because they hurt so bad and they never seem to work out. So I just never put any weight of my attention towards that. I just react to, I'll work towards something like, Oh, this is good. It would be nice if I could have a situation like this, but I'm not going to plan for it because it's probably not going to happen kind of thing. So you're somebody who lowers your expectations so that you can avoid the disappointment when things don't work out. Oh, absolutely. Yep. See, cool. my first trauma was when we were, Kristen, we were probably in third, second or third grade. So um, Joelle grew up like two houses down from me. And it was the first friend that I made when my parents moved into their house in Elma. Mm -hmm. And we were eventually best friends not initially she was very mean which is hard to imagine and we joke about it today like how terrible she was as a four-year-old um but we became <laughs> you're a bitch no she was she was we joke about it i don't know if you ever met her sister jocelyn who was like the nicest person ever like I kelly's down just the that bitch I walked down the street and Jocelyn's like, I really like your sandals. Do you want some Doritos? I'm like, yes, and we can be best friends. And Joelle locked me out of their like playhouse with the other neighborhood kids. We always joke about what a terrible start oh we God. got in life. Like, what the heck was that? So anyway, we did become best friends, but her parents sold their house on my parents' street in Alma and moved to Marilla, which was like end of days for me, you know, like, oh my God, my best friend is moving away. I'm never going to recover, whatever. Obviously we reunited in middle school because the way our school district is, Iroquois, Elma, Merle, and Wales are the separate elementary schools. And then they come back together for middle school and high school. But for those interim years, that was really traumatic for me, like making an attachment, living in a new town, you know, new school and everything. And then having that person move away, mm -hmm. that was hard. And I think that was a lot of my earlier years, honestly, of just feeling like I attach too much meaning to things that I have absolutely no control over. And I, would say today yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I And not because I have low expectations. I've just found a way to find peace around the things that I have no control over and understand that there's the world is bigger than me. I'm not the center of the universe and shit happens. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I, I think I roll with things a lot more. And I also trust in my ability to, you know, if there's five paths in front of you and each one shuts down, then you find another path. So I far more constructive in finding solutions and not getting attached to um, the way an outcome needs to be achieved, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jeffrey? I think it depends on the situation for me. <laughs> um, it depends on uh, the emotional part of it, I think. Like, is it a personal relationship? Is it business? Uh, is it financial? Um, I tend to handle all those things very, very differently. <laughs> um, 
which is interesting in itself, right? So which ones do you roll with? I, I think, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll keep trying new ideas and throw them at the wall, like business financially. And if they don't go, like whatever, I just flip it around and keep moving. You know, like I, I, I just keep going until something sticks. So you stay Hi, focused we're on still the goal. Here. Right. You stay focused on the goal, but you're willing to change your path to get to it. Well, yeah, you have to, right? You have to keep evolving, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, so what, it's just not going to work. What are the ones that are roadblocks for you? Where do you get hung up? Where do you get stopped? Uh, uh, relationships with people. Yeah, for sure. Because I, like, for me, right? Like, when you care about somebody, you care about them forever, right? Like, for me, that doesn't ever go away. Yeah. So it's hard for me to understand how, like, I don't care, like, you know, even... The people, the like, you know, there's one person in particular in my life who I, I just assume really get hit by a semi. When I say that, I, I, I kind of mean it, right? But at the same time, I don't, right? Like, I don't really want anything bad to happen to him. Um, but, I, and I too, like, I would never do anything to hurt him either, right? Like, I would never purposely go out of my way to create to, that outcome, but you to to do anything to damage him or his life or um, I wouldn't, you know, I just it's not my thing, right? I could, but I don't want to, and I wouldn't do it. Um, where that's not the case for him, and I don't understand people like that that are just vicious and nasty, um, vindictive, yeah, yeah, that just are, you know what I mean, or that feel like they're boxed into a corner. Yeah. And that will just start lashing out at everybody around them. Like, that kind of blows my mind. Well, let yeah. me ask you this, because the other side, like, one of the things Dana said was about expectations. Are you more upset when someone doesn't meet your expectations or when you don't meet theirs? <laughs> I think I'm always upset with myself. Yeah. I understand that. I get I get roped into that a lot. Like okay. usually when somebody doesn't meet my expectations, I've just kind it's of normal. Well yeah, you, you look at yourself <laughs> and you're like, Wow, my my expectations must have been really unreasonable. This is my fault. Yeah, I, I effed up. I I'm bad. not I'm yeah, not no, that that's how I, I'm the yeah. same way. Like literally I will I wasn't that way before. I used to Well it depends on the situation. It does. But for the most part, I try, and it, to Jeffrey's point, it depends on how close the relationship is. Yeah. And their ability to wound me because there's a connection there. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm like, more, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you I'm, take, if you know all the things that could hurt me, that are my triggers, and you use those against me, like, I, those are the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody that can do that yep. to you, that know your weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and go after them. that. Yeah. That is, that, those are the people it, that I it just, just. It's disgusting. When like, it's calculated. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I, those are, that's unforgivable to me. Like, those are the things, you know what I mean? No matter how mad or how angry you get at somebody, you never, ever, 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 ever take those things and use those. Mm-hmm. Against somebody like those are that's a trust, you know, like that to me just shows the character of who you are. And I think even with like business. Right. So if you are in a business relationship with somebody, you don't do it there either. Right. It's just bad form or even against another business. Like there should be a 
you should have an ethics within you. I was going to say, oh, ethics and morals? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just kind of, yeah, <laughs> look at the world. It's just mm-hmm. mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. I right, don't so- understand it. I have a hard time with that. Kristen, you're up. I Oh, I'm up. <laughs> I learned very early in life to not have expectations. Yeah. Very, very early in life. Because I had the great pretender and the great promiser in life that my dogs are causing a fit. They're not meeting expectations. (laughs) (laughs) That um, they are barking. Sorry. That's okay. We're very accepting. Sorry. My um, dad was the great, like, I'm, I'll, I'll be home by five o'clock and we'll do this and we'll do that. Or we had um, season tickets to the Sabres at a very young, at, for me at a very young age, because my dad used to um, like loan them a car to, it was a long story. He used to loan them a car. Anyway, so we had season tickets and his big thing was always promising that he would be there to take us to the hockey game. And so I grew up a hockey girl, what have you. And he would never show up on time. So my mom would always be like the one that would be like, he'll be here. He'll be here. He'll be here to take you. So like, I learned very quickly that he was not going to show up. And it. But how did that affect you? I mean. You're so I just, wounded. Learned, I just learned expectations were not to be met. You know, I could not trust people. You yeah, know, it obviously wasn't just hockey games. So it was probably no, it, it was every it was everything. It was it was everything. And you know, I was I was you know I'm sure Kelly May. Well, your mom. I know you said he was a stay at home mom, but I mean, as a lot of kids our age. Sorry, my dogs. Uh, sorry, Jeffrey, but editing this one <laughs> over my dogs. Um, I was a latchkey kid, you know, we came home, you know, at three o'clock or what have you, three 30, and we were by ourselves until five 30, six o'clock. Very young. I mean, I was in kindergarten and my brother was four years older than me. And that's just the way it was for us. I mean, my parents bought a business in 79 when we were two and that they almost lost often, um, to their, to their um, credit, they did not let us know how bad it was. I mean, that to their credit as parents, they did not let us know how bad financially we were. Um, and I think most parents, you, you know, try their best not to, to do that, to not to let their parents know how bad it is or kids know how bad it is. Um, but they worked seven days a week. So, um it was it was difficult on us, but so we realized we learned to fend for ourselves, and we learned um, to not expect much. But it also, I think, in in essence, taught me um, very early in life to uh, a very strong work ethic um, and to be very independent. Now, at, I, at a very young age. Let me let me interrupt you for a second here too, because I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this is probably correlative to my experience, but I, let's see if you're the same way. Now, because you've already been trained to not have much in terms of expectations for other people, um, as a result, do you find that you're a lot more grateful when you have an experience that you feel like my expectations were exceeded. Like, do you feel like there's a lot more gratitude for like identifying people that go out of their way to like keep promises and to like take care of your feelings or think about you first, like situations like that? Yeah, definitely. I, and it's very difficult for me to um, accept that too. Like to mm. take that, to take that in. Yeah. Because I feel very unworthy of it. Oh, yeah. And that's what is very... Well, you, you must not yes. understand. I'm the person you don't have to please. Yeah, right? I'm like, I'm like <laughs> me? Are you sure me? Are you yeah. like, I yeah. don't deserve all that. Yeah, it's like, I, like we, I have a kid at work that love him to death that he just seems to annoy people. And he, it's just not his, in his person. It's just his personality and he's sweet as can be. And he's just this kid and he's just kind of all over the place and it's just his personality. And he is just happy go lucky. And he's like, don't I annoy you? And I'm like, no, not at all. And he's like, what annoys you? And I'm like, not much. Like this is this, this coffee does not know this... yeah, let me bring my dogs to work I'll show you. <laughs> let me try and do this and um <laughs> do that and then i'll talk to you about being annoyed no i mean just i mean i i get fiercely perturbed when i'm expecting something that is for somebody else like i was expecting to take credit to yeah. chicago for Lou Gehrig Day. And when that didn't happen, oh, that'll send me, that'll rocket ship me to the sky. If I was expecting to go to Chicago for myself and it didn't happen, I'd be like, eh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. whatever. I, you know, it, it is what it is. But if it's for Craig or if it's for any one of you, that would like that. That's, yeah, it gives me anxiety. Like, actually, yeah. I did, but something similar happens to me, like, around holidays. Like, if we have to have, like, the dinner or something at the house, like, you know, we have to get things ready and the house needs to be clean. It's like, I need to meet their expectations. I need to go out of my way to make everything the way it should be. And I'll have, like, an anxiety attack about it. Like, it makes it, the whole situation almost unpleasant for me because I'm, like, trying to make sure that everybody's getting exactly what they expect, you know? Oh, yeah. And my mom is, like, the white glove person. Mm -hmm. Because we were, like, you know, we were taught to load the dishwasher at, like, three and four. Like, you loaded the dishwasher, you vacuumed, you did mm -hmm. it all. So, like, my mom will walk around your house and be like, mm -hmm. This is not clean. And now I'm like, you come in my house and clean if you want to clean. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen with these two dogs and my husband. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's not happening. If you want it to be that way, you can come and hire somebody or you can come do it. You can make but, it happen yourself. You're right. That's how that's going to happen. So what a, Brian, you're up. Yeah. Expectations. Um... I try not to have any. Yeah. Is there a reason? Yeah. Um, probably just disappointment like everybody else over the years. 
I can't I can't really pinpoint a specific yeah. thing in my childhood. It sounds though. like you suffer from human. Is that yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty much a, well. It's it's kind of something I try to like teach my husband too. Like if you don't have an expectation about something, you can never be disappointed. Yeah, it's true. Like if see what if it, I if I go to a, if I'm going to like a party at someone's house and I'm have this expectation that it's got to be this this or that. If those things yeah. don't happen, I'm gonna be upset about it. So I've tried to like teach myself to not to just go there and be there for the party. Yeah, like see, there's I'm a party like, that's gonna happen. That's it. I think I've tried to like reframe a lot, like because of my lack of expectations for so long, I've actually started to recently learn how to have expectations and yeah, how yeah. they can actually be useful. Like uh, expecting, like there, there's certain things that within your personality, you know, like, well, if I'm going to be around a certain group of people or a certain kind of person. I, these are the expectations that that person has to meet. Like, and yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's like, I expect you to, be considerate of other people's feelings. I expect you to be able to put them before yourself sometimes. And I expect you to be generally kind in the way that you say things. And I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Like you can make a joke that doesn't mm -hmm. land right and you hurt somebody's feelings. But for the most part, the intentions, they're like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I have these expectations now for somebody. And they're, they're more to right. do with like being yeah. able to like just, interact with people and like socially being, being socially responsible and moral. Well, I think it's that boundaries thing. around the type of people that you want to associate with. I think that's, yeah. that's, yeah. A, that, that's what matters. It's like, you know mm -hmm. what? I can acknowledge if somebody isn't going to meet me where I need them to be, but I have to choose what, where they fit in my life. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like exactly. for sure. What am I going to rely on that person? For, like, it's also a matter for me of seeing the whole person. Do not put expectations on somebody who you know history well, has shown, yes, over and over and over again. Yeah. They are simply not capable of doing that. Or so accept them stop. for who they are. Yes. Yeah. 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 Or don't accept them. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. I think that I, I think I do that well, actually, mm -hmm. is to see the whole person and be like, well, okay, come on. It's just stupid to have an expectation that this person is going to be this because yeah. that's not who they are. But here I'm are all the other things. That I... that. Oh, come <laughs> on. You are not. No. But like, uh, well, no, I mean, but all of us, though, like, we're not perfect. We all have our flaws. And I think for the most part, one of the reasons we get along and we can, like, have this chemistry together is because those flaws are immaterial to the rest of us. Like, we generally know that we can say things and joke around with each other. And it's going to, like, we, we accept that, like, Everybody it's coming from the, a good place. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like we ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no judgment. Like, right? There's no real judgment. No. If there, you know what I mean? Like, we may like ribbit each other. Like, we'll yep. make fun of each other, whatever. But there's no mm -hmm. like judgment, like we would have got from our ch our childhood or or right. the places of trauma, right? Yeah. There, none of that exists, yeah. right? And like, we know it's almost the unconditional not love. Yes. Yes. that we've that right. we you need from people in your lives right it's unconditional yeah. we know that we're in a safe place we're not going to not be accepted for who we are yeah. because we've I'm, already embraced yeah. each other 
Yeah. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, like, you know, we're not all together all the time. Like, we hang out with other people, and I'm sure we talk about each other to those people. But I'm pretty confident that I know that when I'm not around and somebody's talking about, like, say something in my life concerns one of my friends. And my friend is like, oh, yeah, did you see Dana is doing this thing? And I'm like, I know that that discussion is being taken because that person cares about me. That person's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about Dana behind his back, but it's from a place of caring. It's not good. Yeah. If he hears about it and this gets back to him, he's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, they were obviously concerned right. for me for some reason, you know, like. But, which I think is a big difference between friendships as adults versus ch like childhood yeah. friendships yeah. where it was about gossip or this or that or using gossip as currency or like you know moving your way up in the social ladder because you knew things about other people right. I, I am thankful for the fact that we have moved beyond that when people say i want to go back to my childhood hell no well, it's I not don't. really realistic right because i think as a group too like that's kind of something i think it uh have dealt with right like everybody kind of we all conversate right everybody's going to talk to one another and you're like, oh, you see somebody going through something. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a conversation about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not realistic to think like, oh, if, if there's four people and three see somebody going through something, the three are not going to not talk about yeah. the person going through something. It's, it's not realistic, right? And that doesn't mean that it's backstabbing. No, or that it comes it's, out of love right? and concern. It's, it's insane to me, right? So they're like, oh. Uh, it's like, are, are you kidding? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, that's an adult thing. And like, you understand like that. It's a place of love. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind of crazy you, to me. No, but Jeffrey, you're right when you have the right people in your life. Like, yeah, when you yeah, trust right. implicitly that your circle includes those kinds of people, you'd literally never have to worry about that. Well, too, because it's conversations you would have with the person in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, exactly. it's not anything that you wouldn't say. If with they the were person right there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know the certain people in your lives too. Like, and there, I guess, Jeffrey, you've talked about it. Like the more transactional relationship kind of situations where, um, yeah, you can have those conversations even with like with your closer friends that talk about those types of friends where they're like. Yeah, I didn't really want to invite them over because, you know, they kind of act like this or like, hey, I yeah. didn't really want to invite them to this party because I didn't want to have to deal with their, you know, there's going to be drama because. They right, right. It's like you and those are those those surface level people that right. you have right. to have those boundaries with because you, yeah. you know what to expect. You accept them for yeah. who they are and they have yeah. a place in your life, but you have to put up a boundary saying, oh yeah, I just can't deal with that kind of energy. Right, right. And is that is that being an asshole or is it just being honest? No, it's it's right. being aware of what you're right. doing. Right, yeah, like, it's being aware it's not of yourself. saying anything that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's who they are. That's the situation. Like, I don't want to have you. I'm not going to mix this group because that's mm -hmm. not going to work because this bitch is going to come here yep. and she's going to cause all sorts of bullshit. So we're not going to do this today. Mm -hmm. but I think, I'm well, sorry I think, if you don't like that. Yeah, but I think there's also part of that where you also know in that relationship, there's part of it that you protect yourself from. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's people that we have boundaries with. I mean, there's people right. in my own family that I have those boundaries with that I would not mix with other people that I hardly mix with myself because right. those boundaries are there. 
because in, in uh, you know in my 45 years i have finally realized that i do not give a fuck and i'm going to protect myself first because if i don't this is going to explode well some people are just best in small doses mm-hmm. yeah i was saying like i've said before it's like everybody's got a bucket that slowly drains out and yeah if they fill up that bucket with aggravation before it's had time to slowly drain out you got to take a break from that kind of situation until you can come back down where you can cope with those kind of situations again yeah but i think it's also different too like at this point in adulthood thank god for adulthood I'm not saying we don't care about being accepted, but it's not the same kind of anxiety I would have had, say, in middle school. Right? Right. No. No. Like, no, like, even just, like, I remember going into middle school and feeling like, okay, I don't have the same. Yeah, I didn't have the cool clothes. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Like, you wanted to fit. And it was so important then, too. Like, you thought that was, like, the end all be all if you didn't fit in or you didn't have the thing. Could well, you like imagine being to input the wisdom you right? have now into your younger self? Um, the things, the things high school would have been so much fun. High school would have been so much fun. Like I'd be able to, I'd have boundaries and I'd have like mm-hmm. the, the people that I would associate with would probably be a little different. And like, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. I, but I mean, for the most part, like I think that it, a lot of the the strife that I dealt with, especially like in my like teen years, was just because I didn't have that awareness, and I right. was so accepting and had so few expectations. Everything was fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's probably my fault, and it was painful. It sucked. Yeah, I felt very middle ground in high school. Like I had popular friends and not popular friends. I was did sport. Like I was, you know, cheerleading and track and musicals yeah i was kind of in between i I was like you chris and i was like i don't i I didn't solidly fit into anywhere i I was probably the most at home with my track people yeah because they were the least judgy you know we had 18 kids in my school i mean that was my husband my husband's graduating class was like 30 20, 34 people, 23 people. Wow. I can't we, we didn't really have groups. <laughs> that was my husband's school. Yeah, we had what, 119 graduate, something like that? Give or take? No, it was 198. We had that many people? No. We did, because I remember no. on some document somewhere, it says I was X number out of 198. Like, I don't know what document that is, but something in our senior class, whether it's a college transcript or something. Yeah, we had 198 or 197. No. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Yeah, no, swear to God. I really thought it was in, like, the 120s. All I remember is idiot kids bringing pipe bombs to school. Oh, my gosh. Something happened, and I know we're, like, way over time, but who cares, because no one's listening anyway, but... um, all this, for, for whatever reason, I had some Vera. flashback to, I'm going to do this just for, hey, Vera, we love you. Hi, Vera. Um, Kristen, if I go, what does that mean to you? Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> nothing right this second. Dr. Murado doing oh. the, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so what Vera just said is you need to be able to say it all to their face. So, Vera, I should tell Katie McCarthy, I always said she was a whiny bitch and I don't care about her feelings. And Luke's a dramatic fuck. Right? About that yeah. stuff? Okay. Evidently. Should you say that out loud? Yes. Just kidding. I say that with love. Oh, uh, true, though. It just keeps the antagonism going for the other I show. Know. It's fine. I know. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. So, it's guys, th- this was a good week. Yeah. I have literally no idea what the heck we oh talked about. Oh my god, like dead chickens. Dead, dead chickens. chickens. Rest in peace. Oh, Sylvester. Poor Sylvester. Oh, what a tremendous Rest in peace, Sylvester. Told you to get rid of those damn dogs, Brian. And if you don't know who Sylvester is in the trans community, look Sylvester up. Uh-oh. I don't Not know. on your work computer. You really don't know who Sylvester is? No, bitch. What do, I, are you kidding me? I got three children and fucking ten radio shows. Go look it up. Her, her, her song is called Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Actually, you're going to notice her. She looks like a guy that used to come to the bar, uh, Charades. He used to come in in a dress and he had a mustache. <gasps> that one. You need to say Why don't you just I will, put her on the show? She's dead. Uh-oh. Sylvester? Yeah. The chicken or the trans? Yeah. Both of them. Well, Jesus uh, Christ, what the hell were you thinking naming a, that chicken after a dead trans? I mean, you literally sealed that chicken's mm-hmm. fate. Because she, because she made, she made the way for people like Lady Bunny, RuPaul, and all the rest of them. Well, which is commendable, but Brian, you just sealed. Now the you know not. Now you know. Your know. Dog, now you know your dogs are killers. <laughs> so that chicken paved the way. So Sylvester is she, correct? I do not want to dead name Sylvester. Sylvester goes by Sylvester and the chicken? she would have she would pronouns? No. Not the, the chicken. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah. If your chickens have pronouns, oh, I can't even. And oh. Sylvester would not have a well, not per se have a dead name. So, you know so, so, so I it, do know it, what a dead wait, name is. Hold on, Sylve- time out. In Sylvester's okay. five weeks of chickenhood, did Sylvester provide you with what he she would be preferred to be called? No, oh, I didn't get it. All right, so <laughs> that wasn't the question then, Brian. <laughs> I just don't want to I don't want to dead name anybody. That's why I was asking. What they would have preferred to be called. So Sylvester um I always say she. I don't know. She passed away a long time ago. I think in the eighties. Okay. I, I, I'm oh. pretty sure she died of AIDS. Um, but Sylvester was his um, legal name, and so he turned his legal name into his drag name. So technically, so, it would be his dead name okay. and his. What's that? Well, was he a drag queen? Just a drag queen? He was. Yeah, he didn't really wear makeup, and I don't. It's hard to explain. He was kind of um, like RuPaul. Then he went by. He was like a cross dresser more than he was a drag queen. But he also he sang for real. He has a, he has a real song called um, like uh, you, you make it's called it's called Mighty Real. You make me feel Rachi. mighty real. Okay, well this plot just keeps getting thicker and thicker over this fucking chicken. 
All right, kids. All right. We're going to go find out. Yeah, we're we gonna, need to Google. I'm going to get some information on Sylvester and I'll talk about her next we week. Want, next week, we're going to have a book report on Sylvester. That so, would be uh, great. Not the chicken. <laughs> I think that story has been told. I actually want to know the story of Dana, the chicken. Dana, we need, we need a t-shirt for the chicken. We do. <laughs> oh, it's going to be... <laughs> I need a picture of the crack scene. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That's not you, crime. No, no, there's no pictures dude. of the crime scene. You got it. You didn't Get take it. a picture and send it to your husband and be like, look what happened to my baby. I don't Brian want to assume I don't want to assume for Sylvester, but they did say androgynous, so perhaps they would go by they. They that they would have right. gone by them. And I'm going to take a left turn here and say, Brian, the next time one of your dogs eats a chicken, could you take pictures, please? No. Oh, no. I, be- I-, I built a whole coop and a fence and everything. Yeah, so hours. the next time one of your dogs eats a chicken, could you take pictures, And you can't count past five. <laughs> I'm, uh, so, I'm unfortunately, Unfortunately, my cartoon rendition of the chicken is going to be left up to my imagination. I don't know if any of you know this about me, but my imagination runs. Yes, yes, I do. I think you're just the guy for the job. Yep, I got this. You should Mm -hmm. also take a look at it. 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 I think you got like three or four shirts, Dana, you can come up with out of this. What kind of dog is it? Tell me about this dog a little bit. I need a description. Brian, what? Tell Tell me about your. What were you talking to me? Tell me about the chubby dog that ate ate her. Hey, what the hell happened? What kind of dog is it? What kind of dog is it? Could you send him a picture? It's a fat something. Pomeranian. Yeah, he's part. He's part. Um, no, he's not Pomeranian. He's Chihuahua and Papillon. What the heck oh, is that? So he's got Papi- little legs. Okay. Yeah, Papillons kind of look like um, Pomeranians, but they're like not as fluffy, I guess. Could you share a picture, please? Just send yeah, us I'll take a- in the in well, text. Oh, I will. They're all shaved right now, but um, oh, I shave them for the summer. The dog uh, was getting <laughs> back at you like a fucking elephant. Yeah, got back at that lady for killing our babies. <laughs> That dog was pissed at you, so it got your damn Tweety Bird. (laughs) You want to shave my ass? I'm going to get your bird, bitch. I'm going to shave your bird, bitch. (laughs) You said cut the feathers off. He did. Uh, He plucked your bird. He plucked your (laughs) chicken. He plucked your chicken, bud. There, I sent a picture to you, Brian. What is that? Does it look like that dog? I'm gonna say bye. We we gotta go. Bye. 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 No, I'm gonna wait. All right. Bye.